About a week and a half after the vegan festival, I got a friend request on Facebook. I typically don't friend the people I don't know because I don't use Facebook very much, so I just use it for family and friends. I went over to the page really quickly to make sure that I don't know this person and I'm not stepping on any chose, and I scrolled down a little bit and I saw that he had been vegan for 25 years and I was kind of shook by that because that's pretty cool. So I decided, eh, why not? I can always block him later and I accepted the friend request. Now, we're going to call this man Bunny. Rather than a cute and cuddly rabbit, picture the rabbit from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Looks harmless, but if you get too close, you're fucked. In my case, quite literally. Alright, so our conversations start out pretty normal and harmless, if very intriguing, but the more I got pulled in, the like more I was confused and fascinated by him, and I became so obsessed that I googled his name. You guys, Bunny turned out to be this insane person who'd committed serious federal crimes, spent years as a fugitive, and then years in federal prison. Ellie, no! Oh, Ellie, yes. <laughs> I was shook. I was hooked. I was wet. Okay, so I want to read you guys some of this conversation to explain why I continued to talk to somebody who I didn't know on the internet instead of running <laughs> because it was 100% the way this guy talked to me. And as we were talking, two things happened. One, I had a flashback to the man at the vegan festival. And two, I just was so drawn in. And I think you'll probably understand in like a minute. So these are pieces of our conversation that I've gathered for you guys because it's all just, you just have to hear it. All right, bunny. I have every intention of making you regret friending me well before then. Me. You're doing it wrong currently. Bunny. So far I've added zero value to your life, let's be honest. You're the reason I'm not sleeping yet and that's a problem, but there is potential future value in this still, so I'm not mad yet. How can I make whatever sleep you do get tonight completely restless and unsatisfying? I'm really going for maximum regret here. Shh, you can't. I'm going to get the best sleep of my life now. Thanks. You brat. I will not allow you to sabotage my plan. I said, shh. I would really prefer to be the one giving orders, but fine. You gotta earn that. Having a stranger tell you what to do must be really embarrassing for you right now. You can tell me to shush all you want, but I'll most likely just ignore you. You're either very lucky or very unlucky that I really like defiance. We only know each other in cyberspace, so what's the worst that can happen? Me. I'm not quite sure yet. Bunny, tell me to go away. Me, I feel like this is a lose-lose situation for me right now. Bunny, starting to think you find me deeply satisfying and or cautiously intriguing. Me, I'll fight you. Bunny, that's what I like to hear. Promise not to leave bruises, unless specifically requested. Me, hmm, invisible places? I was trying to look out for you. You can attack me anywhere you want, or we can just verbally fight. This is enemy roleplay. Can you please keep up? What if roleplay isn't a strong point of mine? I don't want to fight you anymore. Because I would win. 
Are you fucking kidding? I would pin both your hands over your head with one hand and read a book with the other. Try me. Don't underestimate me. Keep resisting and I'll flip you over, pin your hands behind your back, and make you read my book to me aloud. How is that winning? I really hope it's a good book. I'll give in eventually, but it's fun to find out how far I can push. Interjection. At this point in the conversation, I was so (laughs) turned on by this man. It sounds like he's taking this very far, but this happened over a while, and we'd already connected on other areas like work and dietary preferences and that kind of stuff, so he wasn't entirely creepy the entire time. I just figure I should provide some clarity there. Bunny. It wouldn't be fun if you gave in too soon. It's important we establish a clear way to measure the winner. Mm Mm-hmm. Sounds like you like defiance more than just a little. What are you suggesting? You think I'd be fine with you tying me up? I wouldn't dare make any dangerous assumptions like that. You might want me to exert control in other ways. Oh, God, I don't know if I should ask what. I forgot. Oh, sure you did was probably referring to some form of verbal control. Shut your breath, mouth, etc. Probably. Can't think of anything else it would be. Along with pinning me and flipping me over, that is quite the scenario. Probably not enough to tame me, though. I was afraid of that. Unfortunately, it might come to me putting you on all fours, taking a fistful of your hair, and asking if you're ready to submit yet. Well now, that just sounds like fun. In other words, being on all fours while I experiment on you, looking for ways to tame you, sounds fun. Yes or no. (laughs) Sexy criminal or master manipulator, you guys? I don't know, but I was hopelessly within his hooks. Okay, so we set up a coffee meet, and I figured meeting in a public place, I'd be able to decide just what I was dealing with, so we'll continue this story uh, next week. I I gotta say that not running away, probably like I should have from a felon man on the internet, and instead playing with it led to some of the most intense sexual experiences of my life. As you can probably already tell, they're coming. <laughs> all right, little sugar blossoms. That's all I have time for this week because... I had my friend Lorraine visit to come on as a guest. She has some really awesome perspectives to present, and our conversation lasted pretty long, so I'm saving the rest and the best of this story for next week, and you'll have to come back to hear it. And so now get ready because we're about to dive into all sorts of topics like masturbation, sex education, nudes, body image, and sex, and a lot more. Thank you guys for being here. Oh, I love a good sugar pussy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for coming on this with me. Yeah, of course. Been a long time coming. Dude, this you're the first guest on Sugar Pussy, so you should feel pretty special. It's an honor. Good. I have fucking <laughs> hope so. I don't know how many guests I'm going to have, but it should be fun. Uh, well, it's crazy. I mean, first time on here, and this is the first time I've been to your house, like, after knowing you for four years. 
Well, I mean, it wasn't supposed to happen. I'm not supposed to be living with my parents again, but Neither am shit, I. shit happens. Yeah, I'll get out eventually. Shit. It's 2020, like, who can afford to live on their own Oh, anymore? I definitely can't. Anyway, Ugh. so I want to get into it and jump right in, break the okay. ice. Okay. So, when did you start masturbating? Do you remember? I was definitely a little bit older. I think I was like 18. I was definitely in college. And like I had. Whoa. Yeah. You were that old? Yeah. You didn't start like touching yourself or anything younger? Not that I can remember. Holy no. shit. I wasn't really like a sexual person when I was younger. Like, I mean, I started having sex when I was like almost 17. And it had really like never like crossed my mind that much. I don't know. I just hadn't. And then I got to college and I was with my ex and like I thought the sex was good. But of course, he was my first one. He was the only person I'd ever slept with. So like I thought it was good. And then we broke up and then I was introduced to... How long were you with him? Like two and a half years. Okay. Yeah. My first roommate in college was a lesbian. I loved her. She was great. And she thought it was the funniest thing ever to buy sex toys that looked like penises. So she bought me my first dildo. That's amazing. (laughs) And that was really like the first time ever. And then I realized that, hey, this is what an orgasm is. And the sex I've been having was not good. (laughs) Was it just like a normal silicone dildo or was it a vibrator? It was a vibrator. Okay. And so how big was it? I mean, I'd say it was a good like six, seven inches. Okay. It was a decent size. And you like like actual vaginal stimulation, right? Yes. More than more or just as much? Just as, as much. Interesting. It's all about clitoral for me. No, I I am one of the blessed people who can get off. Yeah, one of that uh, what like twenty five percent something like that. Mm-hmm. Goddamn. I'm above average in something, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's crazy because I remember the first time I started masturbating, I think I was 11. Really? Yeah, I was playing webkins on like our laptop Mm -hmm. and I don't even realize how this started, but I think I looked something up and then there was one of those advertisements of some like naked woman or whatever and I got sucked in hardcore. I was like looking at boobs and just naked women. I thought they were beautiful and then... It took me a couple times, like, I started doing this, like, every time I had the laptop, and eventually, like, I started, like, touching myself. I thought it, like, tickled. Mm. It was weird. I didn't know what was going on. I just did it. And then my dad caught me one time, (gasps) and he had this full-blown, like, two-hour conversation with me at, like, 12 years old, or 11 years old. I don't even remember exactly, but I felt so much fucking shame after that. It was so embarrassing, and all I had been looking at were pictures of naked women. I wasn't even watching porn at this point. Mm -hmm. I was just admiring those titties. So you was a little baby gay from pretty young then. I didn't realize, (laughs) I didn't realize it till I was 17. But yeah, I only watched lesbian porn for like the first two two or three years of watching porn. I thought penises were scary. Mm, I don't think I even like really like watched porn until I was like 19. That is insane. (laughs) I gave my first blowjob at 16. Yeah, I was almost 17. It was Valentine's Day. (laughs) He took me to the Cheesecake Factory. (laughs) So you started to get a little bit sexual before college mm-hmm. time. Yeah, not much. It was like summer before senior year. See, but like... Do you feel like that, like you're happy with that? Like it was healthy and you're happy with it? 
Actually, yeah, because I was taught about sex not as like a taboo, just kind of like this is the like what it is. And I was never told like, don't do this, you're going to go to hell. Like I never had like a religious backing at all behind sex. And it was, (laughs) it was just kind of like, this is what it is. Stay safe. Sex was a bad word for me growing up. Yeah. I remember there was one picture in my church that like alluded to like it was one of those old paintings Mm -hmm. and it alluded to nudity or whatever and all of us kids would just be scared of the picture like we'd kind of snicker about it but also Mm -hmm. like wouldn't talk about it sex was a bad word it's just you don't go there and I had a best friend that I met when I was 10 and we went there finally started opening it up but we never there were a lot of things that we still wouldn't talk about with each other just because we both came from she was Catholic so we both came from those be religious background. See, I didn't really grow up like religious. Like I told people I was Christian, but I don't think I went to church after like nine years old. Yeah, like like I'm not like bashing religion or anything. Like it does have its good points, but it only has its negative points too. When I was seven, like I started questioning everything. Seven? Seven. I was really young when I was like, ooh, I don't think I believe this. I didn't question it till I was 15. No, I was young. But like I grew up very like science-based like I didn't want to play with dolls I wanted to play with microscopes and from a very young age like my role model growing up was Steve Irwin I loved that so like I would watch all these science shows and from a very young age I didn't believe in what I couldn't see touch or feel or see smell touch of the senses that's really young to like figure Mm -hmm. that out I was a smart kid like, when I was young, I was really smart, but as I got older, I was, yeah. like, average. I wanted to say, what the fuck happened, but that felt too mean. No, I get it. No, I was one of those, like, I got, like, tested for, like, gifted and talented when I was, like, super young, and then as I got older, it was just, like, everybody, like, kind of, like, caught up to me. I was just an early bloomer, I guess. That's funny. I was a dumbass growing up. No, I was, I was held back I mean, a couple sense. grades. I know, I know, I still am. Um, I was held back a couple grades, and it really affected, like, my self-value, because I I put a lot of value in who I was with my Mm -hmm. intelligence. My intelligence was not great. (laughs) I mean, I also grew up going to, like, DMPS schools, so, like, the standard was not very high. Interesting. (laughs) Like, I I think in high school, I graduated, like, top 15% of my class, and then I get to college, and I'm like, wow, I'm really fucking dumb still. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> College is when I started learning because I was homeschooled and I was a master at getting out of what I was supposed to do. And so I spent what a very long time learning how to cheat the system and not learn anything. Oh, shit. My first essay I ever wrote was at a community college like five minutes away from here. Mm-hmm. And I had an awesome professor who basically taught me like the building blocks of an essay that you should know by the time that you get to college. <laughs> But no, she she helped me through it, and I fell in love with it, obviously, but I learned everything when I got to college. I did not have very much foundation (laughs) at all, and that is why I was an English major, and I didn't fuck around with math. (laughs) See, what's funny, though, is, like, when we were, when, like, I met you in that class, it was, like, the literature class, I totally just stole you in Emily's notes before the exam. I remember that. We, we invited you, though, because we knew we were going to have this heavy study sesh. Yeah, I totally just used you guys' notes. I got an A. <laughs> it is what it is. Dude, we studied so hard for that damn test. I know. I totally stole it. Okay, so going back, how did you learn? Like, what was your sex education like? It was pretty just, like, cut and dry. But was it mostly school? Did your parents get involved? My parents all? got involved. 
Like, my parents, like, we, they put out, like, the notification that we're going to watch the video. I think it was, like, fourth grade. So I was, like, 10, 11, I think. That's a good age for it. Yeah. So I was, I was fairly young. So, like, I definitely had an idea of what it was at, like, a sort of young age. And I think my mom kind of had, I actually remember having, like, the talk with her. Like a, like, a week or so before. And it wasn't anything, like, super, like, big, awkward deal. Because, like, my mom and I were, like, really, really close. Like, my mom's, like, my best friend. And even from a young age, she's always been, like, my best friend. So, I think having that, like, relationship with her, like, really helped. Because, like, I knew I could talk to her. And so, I'm very, like, privileged to have that. Because I, I know a lot of people don't have that relationship with their parents. I definitely don't with my dad. But I think having that relationship with my mom, like, really helped. So my big question here, I'm really curious. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start asking this to people more often. Did you learn about female pleasure? No. I don't think I started... Well, um, to play the devil's advocate, I also didn't learn about male pleasure. Okay, but the problem with this is typically males do learn about it because Mm -hmm. they have to, because in order to reproduce, they have to come. Oh, yeah. So you have to learn about it. But on the flip side, women don't have to, so they Mm -hmm. don't use words like vulva or clitoris and labia and everything. It's just vagina because that's what you use in reproduction. Mm -hmm. So I always want to be, like, asking if if anybody learned about female pleasure because I definitely did not. I was told not to masturbate because you would have thoughts, sinful thoughts. And so mm. that equates to a sin. And okay. It's bad. Don't do it. But Yeah, no, like, I definitely didn't learn about it. But if I did, like, ask questions of any type, like, it was definitely, like, an open conversation. It was awkward because, like, you're talking with your parents. Right. But, like, I think I definitely learned more about it on my own. But I would, like, like joke with my family about it. Like, I would go home. In a healthy way? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, I would go home and I think... Like, I moved stuff back home, and my brother opened up a drawer he shouldn't have. And this was at, like, 1920. So, like, I really wasn't, like, that old. But, like, we just totally, like, joked about it. Like, it was, like, no big deal. So, like, I know that's, like, an older age to be, like, learning about things like that and, like, figuring out, like, what an orgasm is and everything. But, like, I definitely did, and I wasn't, like, ever taught not to look into these things that's cool that's interesting that seems Mm -hmm. far more healthy than a lot of people that I talk to (laughs) yeah I don't know I'm pretty lucky I had a pretty good childhood (laughs) I mean I did too I don't want it to sound like I didn't have a good childhood there was Mm -hmm. just a lot of questions that I had that I didn't have anybody to go to Mm -hmm. for example my friend and I at one point questioned if we were supposed to shave our arm hair or if arm hair was normal we're both like dark hair dark Mm -hmm. eyes like our arm hair is dark and yeah I feel that for the longest time I couldn't figure out if it was gross to have arm hair Mm -hmm. and there was one period of time it lasted probably six months where my friend and I would bleach our arm hair really we would buy bleach and we would go and that stuff hurts oh I'm sure so we would sit there with bleach on our arms at like 14 years old because that's how like self-conscious we were about our bodies and we Mm -hmm. didn't have anybody we felt comfortable asking see I think I went through a period like that too because I'm pretty sure there's some kind of Italian or somewhere because I'm a hairy bitch Um, (laughs) but my grandma got this thing called a no-no it was like an electric like like zap hair she like went I think oh god it 
was maybe like 14 15 too and she like went over my arms with it and like it did like thin it out a little bit so like that's cool it's crazy okay but, so like, i've tried tons of stuff my mom has tried like self laser stuff and i've used that, it yeah, too that's what it, it was like zap I've, like yeah. the follicles. There's also been these things where, like, you use friction, so, like, you rub it away. That's not cool. That, like, burns your skin off. Yeah. And then I've also used Nair. Nair hurts, <gasps> like, a fucking bitch, no. by the way. Yeah, I use that for a hot minute. Dude, I used to use that on my lip because, like, I'm getting... Yeah. Not good. Yeah. So these are all <laughs> great introductions to body image and sex and what it was like the like so you said you were in a relationship for when you started having sex mm-hmm. um do you remember if you felt self-conscious going into it at that point in my life no okay because i i mean it obviously did end i like actually like loved this dude he was like my first love and like we waited like almost an entire year like before we had sex and he was cool with that and and he had sex before so like he knew what he was doing, kind of. <laughs> See, okay, interjection really quickly. Okay. I had sex with, so the first time I had sex was also with a long-term boyfriend. Mm-hmm. He lied to me and said that he'd had sex before. <gasps> Ooh. It actually made me more comfortable because I thought he knew what he was doing. But like a month or two into being sexually active with him, he I figure out he drops the bomb that I was his first one too. And I still don't know how to think and feel about that because it changed the way that I entered being sexual with him, like, mm-hmm. entirely. Like, when you've never done it before, if the person that you're with has mm-hmm. or hasn't, changes everything. Yeah. And that's, like, a big deal. Like, as much as people talk about, like, not stigmatizing, like, losing your virginity, that's a big mental thing. Mm-hmm. I think it is. And so many people are talking now, like, no, don't put pressure on it. Like, okay, yeah, don't put a lot of pressure on it. But that is, like, a big sign of, like, adulthood is, like, having sex. Like, like I think there there needs to be a little bit of pressure on it a little bit to be with someone that you genuinely care about, at least. You know, I mean, no, like, from a young age, if you don't love them, that's what, it's, like, whatever. But I think you should at least, like, care about them and have, like, some kind of... I think the pressure just needs to come from the right places because mm-hmm. for me it definitely helped having somebody who cared about me so much. Yeah. Because like I've said before in the podcast like it took a couple months of him making me feel so wanted and so desired mm-hmm. for me to want to have sex with him. And that was insanely healthy. I was so lucky to have somebody who cared about me that much because it ended up being super painful for a long time for me for really? a while. Yeah, because I, I had a weird hymen and it took a long time to, like, adjust to be able to fit a okay. whole penis. And, um, a I know. A whole lot of penis. <laughs> a whole lot of penis. He had a good size. I, like, I, I think back sometimes, I'm like, damn, like, he was a good one for the first one. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, mine that, is. No, had that been with anybody else, like, like, somebody who didn't care for me, who knows if they would have stopped so quickly when they saw how much pain I was in at first. Like, the first mm-hmm. time we had sex, it was in and then it was out because I was in so much pain. Second time, it was out because a cop showed up, but that's okay. <laughs> like, and we just worked our way into it, and it was with somebody who would do that with me. So there's so, there's so many variables for people getting into it that having somebody that cares about you is really a great thing. Yeah. And then they're going to care about your pleasure, too. It's not yeah. just going to be about them. Because unfortunately, we still live in a world where 
sex is about the male orgasm. Yeah, and, like, mine was with someone I cared about, but it was definitely a little more, like, spontaneous than I think it should have been. (laughs) It was not in any way, shape, or form a romantic encounter. Um, You didn't plan it? No, I lost my virginity in the back of a car. I lost mine in the front of a car. We didn't Damn. go in the back. We just put the seat back and went nope. at it. Um, <laughs> but something that might make you happy, back seat of a car in a Catholic church parking lot. Fuck yes. <laughs> oh my God. His church. <laughs> oh, fuck. I don't tell... Like, I really, like, haven't talked about that, like, that much. Dude, that's... But I fucking love it now. That's something I still need to do is fucking a church. The only chance I'm going to get is a wedding. Because I don't go mm-hmm. to churches anymore. Yeah. Okay. What is the craziest place you've fucked, though? Definitely an unfinished apartment that we broke into. <laughs> and it was a sky rise. So we were, like, looking over the city. I was, like, pressed up against the glass. This was a nice-ass apartment. <laughs> And, like, we broke into this place, and he fucked me, like, pressed up against the glass, like, looking over the city, telling me what a whore I was. And it was amazing. Okay, mine isn't quite as detailed as that, (laughs) but, dude, I fucked in a pine tree. What the fuck? The ground. Okay, skills. (laughs) In a pine tree. I mean, I definitely came down with some sap in places I didn't want sap. Ew. Oh, my God. Oh, and you can't just fucking rub dirt on that. Nope. Fuck. Yep. How? No, I mean, like, it was a pine tree. There's a lot of branches in a pine tree. Yeah, that doesn't sound comfortable, man. I mean, it wasn't comfortable. It was fucking fun, though. I could see. I had a great ass time. I could see, I could see oral in a pine tree. I can't see actual penetration fucking. Oh, it was, because we just found, like, the perfectly placed branches. Uh Uh-huh. Because we had gone up there. We were just climbing, just to climb. Jesus like, it Christ. was no, like, big deal. We didn't go up this tree with intention. It just kind of happened. We found the right branches, <laughs> and it just the happened. That's the best, though. It, That's yeah. the best for it just to happen in those wild situations. Whew, that first love that, shit. <laughs> that's def- I definitely have not fucked in a tree before. 10 out of 10 recommend. I don't know. It doesn't sound comfortable. It sounds oh. kind of painful, honestly. Mm-hmm. No, but, like, I did it in the fall, so, like, it was sweater jeans. Like, I wasn't, like... That makes it worse. It's harder to get all that shit away. Nah. Not if you're determined enough. Oh, my God. I spent the first two years being sexual only fucking in a car. And I remember a couple times... So, we had a couple places we would go. And this is really fucking weird. I honestly don't think I've told people this. But one of our, like, main places we would go was a cemetery. Oh, I dig it. You dig it? I dig that. I've always thought that's fucking weird. No, I dig it. Like, that's kind of rad. Because we'd go back into the cemetery, and then we could get out of the car and, like, fuck yeah, on the and hood. Like, and, how many and people actually go to a cemetery at night? Like, in reality. I don't think that many people would. It's very quiet. It's very yeah. eerie. It's just like, yeah, it was interesting. Okay, what age were you when you first had had sex? I was almost 17. 17. Okay, so it's it's been a couple five. years. Yeah, yeah, like five years almost. But... So, I'm curious. That I mean, that's a long time for, like, mental changes and, like, mm-hmm. viewpoints to change. So, I'm curious how things have changed over that time. So, I actually started on birth 
birth control when I was 14. There's a story behind this. Because I had, like, an off cycle. My acne was really bad. Um, my cramps were horrible. Like, my cycle, I would go, like, 15 days between periods and then, like, 32 and then like 12 and then like 40 days. It was really bad. So they started me on that when I was only 14. And then just about six months ago, they figured out that I have PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome. And if I wouldn't have started on birth control, they probably would have caught it a lot earlier. And that's caused a lot of weight fluctuation in my life. So I think when I got to college, and I wasn't in dance anymore. And even when I was a dancer and I was in the studio like 20 hours a week, like hardcore workouts, I always had a little tummy still. And back then I was eating salads, not even with dressing. Like I would put like balsamic vinegar on my salads, like not even a real dressing. And I just always had a tummy, like I could not lose weight. Didn't know why, I just thought, you know, genetics. And then a couple months ago, after I've gained a significant amount of weight, they realized I have PCOS. And over these five years, it has changed changed a lot of my sexual relationships now to where like I if I'm not super comfortable with the person I don't like being completely naked like I do just because you know I end up loosening up a little bit I get used to the person and then I will but if it's just a hookup like a quick one I'm like nah just leave like a tank top or like whatever and it's never really like affected the sex at all like it hasn't been that bad but, but have you have you really been able to let go and like lose yourself if you're worried no. about leaving a tank top on no so that does hinder a couple things but when I get comfortable with someone I start to realize that you know they want me they know what I look like they know what they're getting into they know I have a tummy and if they are going after me and pursuing me knowing me knowing what I look like then what do I have to be ashamed of really they're having sex with you yeah and like they want me knowing I'm a bigger girl I don't think yeah, I don't think it matters as much as we tell it, tell ourselves it No, matters. it really doesn't. Because I I can relate to leaving things on in the sense of I've always had really bad acne and mm-hmm. body acne. And I always wanted to leave a shirt on, especially if we were doing something like doggy style where they're, they're literally mm-hmm. staring at my back full of scars and zits all yeah. over the place. All I could think about... So I asked, I asked if you were able to let go because I know in situations when I'm not fully comfortable or I'm worried about somebody looking at my back, mm-hmm. that's what I'm thinking about. I'm not able to just like enjoy it nearly as much because I'm worried about what if they want to take my shirt off and they see that and then mm-hmm. my mind just spirals out of control and that's just a really toxic place to be. Yeah, and I honestly, I think, this is going to sound really weird, I think when I got my back tattoo, it actually helped because I'm like... There's words on my back. They're going to be trying to read that <laughs> instead of looking at my love handles. Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> there's words on my back. Like They're going to be trying to read it, but like there's too much movement going on. They're going to have to focus on it. Distraction, baby. <laughs> Fuck, I need to get my back tattoo. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's the greatest thing I ever did for my confidence thing. Well, I think there's real truth in that. Like, spending time doing things or getting things or putting money and value into yourself that mm-hmm. you'll appreciate. Because, yes, you can joke about, oh, they're going to be too busy reading it. But honestly, when you get a tattoo or when you spend time on yourself like that, mm-hmm. you feel better. It yeah. can be anything like working out. 
It can be getting your nails done. It can be just taking a bath. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it can be anything. It can be taking nudes, which I want to get into that. Mm-hmm. It can be anything. But once you, like, do something for yourself, you feel better. And it helps you get past those hurdles, you know, of yeah. being and stuck in your head. one thing that I don't think a lot of people think about investing in themselves, one thing I've really done is I've invested in my hair. Mm. Honestly, with how, like, long it is and healthy. Dude, it's fucking put- gorgeous. I put a lot of work into this. Is my hair, it actually goes clear down to, like, my ass now. Like, it touches, like, very bottom of my back. And it's healthy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get straggly at the ends. Like, it's fucking healthy. It's gorgeous. Yeah. So, like, when I'm on top, and I'm like... <laughs> no, seriously, yes. like, when I'm on top, I flick my hair forward, and, like, they're, like, looking at this, not everything else. Because they're looking up at me. Mm-hmm. not down because like I got this motion going on and I'm like playing it's an it helps and I don't think a lot of people think about that <laughs> no okay so I do think about my hair but it's because if I'm on top my hair is the perfect length to be just brushing their fucking face oh my god <laughs> it's the funniest fucking shit I kind of dig it a little bit like the sadist in me kind of likes <laughs> how it's just like annoyingly in their face Okay, but the only bad part about my length is it always ends up in someone's mouth. Oh, yeah. All the time. No, mine's Literally just every annoying time. enough to be, like, no, like making them make faces and shit. Because it's so thick, too, that I shed, like... That was my question. That was my next question. How much do you shed? So fucking much. Because I shed so much. Why do? You, why does nobody talk about how much you shed? Okay, no, I get in trouble at home because, like, I'll be, like, conditioning my hair and so much comes out and I'm just, like, wall. It's all oh, on the wall. Stick. I know. I have, like, an entire, like, fistful of hair just Same. wall. And then I, I forget about it and I get yelled at. <laughs> I've tried to become better by always throwing it away after my showers, but every now and then I'll leave it and it'll, it'll be so much. It literally looks like a couple days worth of hair and yes. it's just one day in my my mom's like, oh my god, Allie, if you're going to live here, at least clean your hair up. Dude, I get that every time I shower and I forget. <laughs> but I only wash my hair every, like, three days. Oh, So I have, bitch. and especially if I put it up in a bun, that's a lot of shit coming out. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. okay, but there's this, there's this thing that I have that's a major ego boost and I just love. If I go over to somebody's place... Or I'm in their living area at all. They'll have my hair there forever. Mm -hmm. I'm locked in, bitches. You're going to be remembering me for the rest of your days finding my hair. Uh It gets everywhere. I shed so much. They find it everywhere. And they're always texting me like, dude, I just found one of your hairs in my sock. And it's fucking fantastic. I always feel so good about myself. I'm like, yeah, bitch, you better be remembering I was there. Okay, another thing, like, kind of petty like that, like, remember me shit. Yeah, I is love that. I have one scent that I always wear, and I wear the rose scent from Bath and Body Works. And I take it, all, like, literally every time I ever go somewhere, I take it with me. Because all you do is you put one puff on their pillow when they go to the bathroom. And then oh they go to bed God, that night. that is dark shit. Uh-huh. It's one. That is so, dark shit. So it doesn't look like you put it there. Because it's not strong. But when they go to, like, lay down that night, there's just this 
hints oh of Rose. And they're like, oof, I miss her. I wish she was here. It's just super subtle. And scent is, is one of those things that just locks into people's memories mm-hmm. so hard. Yeah, okay. So in my major, learning about animal behavior, I've been learning about a lot of like, one of the big things within behavior is mating rituals. And going back literally evolutionarily, males focus on scents. It's pheromones. Females will spray and then you can tell whether they're ready to mate or not. So literally thinking about smells is like an evolutionary thing. That's how I came up with it. I mean, certain people will connect better based on scent. Mm-hmm. Like there are some people that you like the, sm- the smell of and some people you don't. There's that old wives tale that if like you find your soulmate, quote unquote, you will like the smell of their B.O. Yeah. That's crazy to me. No, there are people out there that you'll like how they smell. Mm -hmm. I found mine, but we don't need to talk about that. (laughs) I found a number of people that I can see. Honestly, if I don't like the way somebody smells, I can't progress with them. No. It's so bad. That's all I can think about is if I don't like their smell, it's just not good. No. It doesn't matter their relationship. It's just like, I like, okay, this is going to sound what's the best way I can describe it is like an after the gym almost musk mm-hmm. almost instead of just garbage like rotten egg smell that some people get. Like the manly like er lumberjack shit. Oh, you, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can see that you're into that. <laughs> Okay, the last thing, we're getting low on time. So the last thing I want to ask about, and so we're focusing kind of on body image, is how do you feel taking nudes impacts how you view yourself? It's all about angles. I have figured that out. If I can get my camera at the right angle to accentuate the curves that I do like, then I love it. But if I take one, because like I honestly like taking them. I like sexting. It's why, really fun why for do me. You, what does taking them when they turn out well mm-hmm. do for you that makes you like it so much though? Because this subject is super interesting to me. Yeah. It's almost like a power trip. Yes. Like, I am giving you this because I want to. Like I am giving you the privilege of seeing this. So for you, is it more in the sharing aspect or the taking aspect? The sharing almost. Interesting. Because mine is like, I'm giving you the privilege of seeing my boobs. Like, you're welcome. <laughs> See, I've always been like the person, I don't send nudes hardly ever. I love mm-hmm. taking them. So okay. I love taking them. It turns me on like so much. Mm. And I feel super sexy and good about myself when I take nudes. And then I do like sharing them. Like it mm-hmm. makes me feel even better, especially because like people hype you up. All like I've seen a couple of years. You look good. Yeah. <laughs> but it is about those angles though. Oh my god, they definitely do not all turn out good. No, oh my god. But it it's like when the front camera hits you, you're like, oh, oh god. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't seem to matter how many bad ones you take if you get that good one. Yeah. It's all like fucking worth it. Mm-hmm. But it does so much for self-confidence. It's insane. It does. Have you, like, do, don't you notice if you spend some time, like, you look good and you're, like, mm-hmm. wearing some something sexy or completely naked, I don't care. But, like, if you look good and you take time to capture that, mm-hmm. it does so much. The best angle I have found is being on your stomach with, like, almost, like, in doggy style, but, like, like the bo- like the broken back kind of thing, like, done, like, your elbows, and it's just, like, your ass, just, like, straight up. Oh, interesting. And I mean, then you take it, like, over like your that. shoulder, 
I always do that side angle in the mirror thing where, okay. where you do get, like, the shape of my ass, but it's more of, like, the curvature of my back that I'm going okay. for. And then the tits, because obviously. Yeah, well, duh. Obviously. <laughs> I'm going to do my nipples pure soon, talking about tits, by the way. Oh, yeah, you were telling me that. Yeah. Um, bless you. That is going to hurt like hell. Oh, God, it's going to be so fucking bad. My nipples are so sensitive. I think I would, I would, it would hurt too bad. I'd pass out. Really? And I'm not saying that as a hyperbole. Like, I genuinely think I would pass out. Because I have, <laughs> I've always assumed I can get off from just nipple stimulation. And See, I it happened. That. It fucking happened. It wasn't like a mind-blowing climax, mm-hmm. but you know that they're always on different levels. Yeah. Right? It was like five different kinds of orgasm. It was like, it was somewhat recently, maybe like a month ago. I was, I was on my period, so it just was like messing around and oh my God, it was the weirdest fucking thing. I have mm-hmm. always been super curious about it and it fucking happened. So I can, I can fucking get off with just nipples. Like, that's how okay. sensitive my nipples are, which is crazy. Okay. Because typically people with big boobs have less sensitive See, I nipples. don't have that much sensitivity in mine. But, okay, tangent on weird orgasms. Are you, have you ever done anal, or have you ever had an orgasm while doing anal? No. So, I... Those are fucking crazy. So, I avoid anal. I... I wasn't opposed to it to start with. We did it right. This was a couple years ago, so I should probably mm-hmm. try it again. But we did it right, so we started very slow. We used tons of lube. Like, mm-hmm. it was very trusting. I was super relaxed. And I just didn't like it. Re- Flat okay. out just didn't like it. It wasn't because we jumped into it fast. It wasn't because we didn't, like, figure out how to do it properly. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, I mean, it was somebody I cared about. We did things right, and I just didn't like it. I didn't like things going up that hole. It just wasn't right There's for some, me. For me, it's just getting past the head. Just that, like, pop, kind of, if that makes sense. I do like rimming, though. Like, I like, yes, I like some stimulation I like a good thumb. on the asshole. Yeah. I just don't like things going up the asshole. Okay. Um, <laughs> I have been thinking I should try it again, though. No, there's, I feel like there's a difference between, like, a whole-ass dick and then, like, a nice, like, finger. I don't even like the finger. Somebody <gasps> surprise-fingered my butthole, like, <laughs> two weeks ago, and it pissed me the fuck off. Yeah. You no, can't surprise I was on top. That. I was on top. And, well, he was really smooth about it, okay? Like, he was, like, rubbing it real nice, and I'm like, I started getting into that because I like that. And I'm like, oh, fuck yes. And then he slips it up, and I was like... No! <laughs> okay, but the crazy thing here is that he stuck his finger up there, and then I was, I sat there, well, I was on top, riding him, contemplating for probably, like, 60 seconds. That's a long time while you're fucking somebody. That is. Like, do I just let him and leave it there? Or, because I'm, like, can't stop thinking about it, and I'm not sure if I like it, I kind of want it out, do I tell him to take it out? And I spent this time, like, contemplating what to do while his finger was up my butt. Because, like, I didn't like it, but I didn't hate it. It was just, like, ugh. You know, like, the ugh feeling. Almost like I didn't prepare for this. I was, like, that that was in There's my head. There's some preparation was, that goes into that. I was, like, his finger is going to come out. It's going to be gross. And I'm going to feel like shit after this. Literally. And all this was going on in my head as, as his finger is still up my butt because I couldn't make up my mind. If I was okay with it there. And then 
instead of just fucking saying something, my awkward ass, as I'm riding him, I reach behind me and just kind of like pull his hand out. I just pull his finger down and I'm like, eh. Oh my god. At least it's slow because if you do that shit fast, that's not good. What is wrong with me that I can't just communicate in that situation? I'm just like, Pull his hand out. That fixes everything. Allie, we weren't English majors. Words are not hard. They are hard. (laughs) My solution to this situation was just to pull his finger out of my ass and hope it wasn't fucking brown. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's my life right now. Oh, shit. On that note. What is it about pain that's a little, like, there, oof, there is a fine line between pleasure and pain. Yeah. But my worry is, is associating it too much to where I can't get off if I don't have the pain. Yeah. The great thing about it is you can always retrain yourself. Yeah. Because when I, okay, this is a very, I've never told anybody, this is very embarrassing, but for a very long time, because I started masturbating when I was, like, 11. Mm Mm-hmm. And for a very long, when I finally figured out how to, okay, and it wasn't like a mind-blowing orgasm, but when I finally figured out how to sort of orgasm and then like Mm -hmm. it built on each other, like I was learning, the only way I could get there is if my my legs were straight and Mm. flexed. Oh. Because it helped me flex like the muscles that actually matter to orgasm, Mm -hmm. like flexing my legs and keeping them straight was the only way I could do it. And so then when I started having sex, I could not come for a really long time because it wasn't my fingers and I wasn't able to straighten my legs and flex because like that's a very unattractive position to be in (laughs) and I wouldn't do it. I was just too self, like I was not going to go there. So Mm -hmm. I had to retrain myself how to be able to come with, with my legs bent and my ass cheeks not like pressed against each other well dude that's like i was almost like completely like addicted to like a vibrator for a while like Mm -hmm. i could not get off if i didn't have a vibrator yeah but see that was bad that's what i mean though you can retrain yourself if Mm -hmm. something like that it's just actually you have to commit to it because sometimes when you're horny and you don't have a lot of time you're just like no it's fine i'm just gonna Mm -hmm. get myself off really quick in the way i know how but you have to actually like Set aside time to, like, be able to get yourself there in a new way. Mm-hmm. And so that's a lot of fucking work Dude, sometimes. there was one time where literally my vibrator took 30 seconds, if that. Oh, yeah. It's so quick. So quick. I was <laughs> I was dating this guy once, and we're like, who do you think can get themselves off faster? Oh, my And God. we literally timed it. So, like, he jacked up and, like, timed it, and then, like, I fucking did it and timed it, and it was the funniest shit. I don't know... We were very comfortable with each other, obviously. Because it wasn't even mutual masturbation. It was like, he went and then I went. And it was... It's cringy to think about now, but I mean... In a little competition. I... I won. (laughs) I'm sure you did. (laughs) We should really wrap this up. That was really fun, though. Yeah, that was great. So thank you for coming on. Yeah. Maybe we'll have you back. <laughs> it's kind of weird being thanked by my best friend. <laughs> hey, you know, it takes 
Um, it takes some nerve to post this shit online. It does. The mimosa helps. The mimosa helped a lot. <laughs> Alright, well, thank you. Of course. I hope to have you back on Sugar Pussy sometime. Oh, I love a good sugar pussy. Wow, we did not mean for that to go so long, but we just kept talking and good subjects kept coming up. So I hope you guys really enjoyed the interview with her and I hope that it was not only refreshing to hear those types of things talked about, but also educational, informational, and entertaining as well. So if you guys enjoyed it and if you guys enjoyed me having a guest on the show, even with the worst audio quality, I'm sorry about that, let me know so I can set up more of them. It was a lot of fun. It was so much fun. And there are tons of different things to talk about with people on these subjects. Endless conversations, really. We could have gone deeper into a lot of these things, but just ran out of time. So I can get her back. I can get other guests on. Just depends on what you guys want to see with this show in the future. Let me know. Thank you guys for listening. And I can't wait to see you next week for episode five of Sugar Pussy. Oh, I love a good sugar pussy. <laughs>